This is The Braither Point. The Second Supernatural Rebellion. Some of the sons of God, members of the Heavenly Council, transgress the boundary between heaven and earth. The sons of God saw the daughters of humankind, that they were beautiful. The Nephilim were upon the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went into the daughters of humankind, and they bore children to them. Both Peter and Jude reference this story in the New Testament. God did not spare the angels who sinned, but held them captive in Tartarus with chains of darkness and handed them over to be kept for judgment. They did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah. Jude also tells us about the judgment of these angels. The angels who did not keep to their own domain, but deserted their proper dwelling place, is kept in eternal bonds under deep gloom for the judgment of the great day. Both of these writers understood that Genesis 6 recorded the second supernatural rebellion. The fallen sons of God were sent to Tartarus for their transgression. Tartarus is a Greek word for the realm of the dead, what we think of as hell. They'd stay there until the day of the Lord, at the end of days. A term like fallen angels makes us think of demons like the ones Jesus cast out. But the rebels of Genesis 6 are imprisoned, so they can't be the demons Jesus encountered. So where did they come from? The answer lies in the offspring produced by the forbidden union between the sons of God and the women in Genesis 6. Those offspring were known as the Nephilim. They were giants. Their descendants became the giant clans Moses and Joshua battled. The fix is in. The vote's rigged. The polls skewed. Politicians lie. The pundits paid off. Censors reign. FBI doesn't stop terrorism. It manages terrorism. CIA doesn't collect intelligence. It fakes it. News bobbleheads babble bull. Hunter's laptop, laptop of child rape, like Hillary's frazzle drip, lapsed. Ashley's dad shower diaries disappeared. Ukraine replaced Afghanistan, and Gaza, Ukraine. Cuckold Congress funds FISA and a new FBI HQ, bigger than Pentagon. But how to steal another election when your pedo prez is a joke and your puppet party a drag fest? Cascade crisis and false flags for the dumbed down, drugged up, and fattened up to freak out over. Biomurder voters by the millions. Impoverish via inflation. Rob by taxes. Repopulate electorate with illegals. House them, fund them, pay them, then command their vote. But bread is not mana, and circuses aren't commitment. Slaves submit. Warriors serve. In the bloody, muddy end, the most committed wins. I'm a retired SOCOM soldier, former DEA special agent, and uh, ex-DIA intelligence officer turned whistleblower warrior. Served and sabotaged, rejected and redeemed, Failed and forgiven, betrayed and saved, rejecting revenge, humble and blessed, repurposed in redemption as chaplain, leader, teacher, and truth teller. Now, America's intelligence officer, following God, leading my family, and any that choose to join on our long walk to faith and freedom. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. Uh, real b- big, important uh, show today with a special guest. Uh, so this is Guys Genetically Gelded Globally uh, for Refaim Reset Rape, and that is engineered by Evil Estrogenics. Uh, Patriot Christians repeat the tragedy of the tribes. Uh, and CISA and FBI facilitate CONAC, then Ray warns of CCP cyber ops. Uh, that's what we're going to be covering today. Also, the special guest um, with Brett Miller, the new CEO of Galileo, and the new Connect uh, burner phone uh, via uh, the Satphone uh, satellite company as well. But before we get there, uh, a couple of things to talk about. And again, I always want to have a dialogue uh, with everybody. 
please, please, please try and sign up uh, for the Great American uh, Meetup so you can train with me directly. You can train with my seniors. People have been training with me for uh, decades. Uh, the senior chaplains. That's how you build. That's what how you earn what you can't buy uh, by training, praying together day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decades after decades. This is your chance. Uh, to uh, do that. So a couple comments here, because I always want to have a dialogue. Uh, Drop Hammered uh, commented on uh, delirious demeaning or discerning and determined. Mr. Prather, unless there was another, I believe it was I whom you were talking about. I asked you not to talk about Nephilim nonsense, which is entirely unbiblical, by the way. I did so because you sound like a kook to us Christians who study our Bible fervently. I believe you have the best interest of our nation at heart, and I want you people to take you seriously. So when I ask you to stop talking about these things, it's not because I'm afraid. It's just because my best Christian advice, if you don't choose to take it, that's on you. You'll chase away all those true Christians and have not combined multiple other religions that are false and, well, who the, and why the Bible is sufficient. We need no other information beside it to understand God. God is spirit. He wants us to understand him in spirit. He's not of this world. He is spirit. Please try to understand. Uh, I am trying to understand. And so I just gave you an opening exactly showing that Nephilim are all through uh, the Bible in Torah, the Old Testament, and in the New Testament. From Genesis 6, uh, Jude, uh, Peter, uh, Matthew, uh, Yeshua mentions them uh, as well. So uh, you need to get unsilo yourself, take the beam out of your own eye, uh, and pay more attention uh, biblically to uh, what's going on uh, and important. This is uh, what I showed you. The opening is a great documentary called The Unseen Realm. It's also a great book. Uh, we recommend it to all of our chaplaincy uh, chaplains, congregants. Uh, that's uh, ChristChaplaincy.com. Uh, we've been having services for uh, over a uh, decade. Uh, and I also want to show yet one more clip from the Unseen Realm. I think it does a really good job uh, of aligning biblically what has rarely been taught uh, correctly. Uh, um, so take a quick look at this. Believe it or not, the answer comes from a very familiar story. God told Joshua to destroy entire populations in the land of Canaan. But if you read the conquest account closely, you'll also see places where God told Joshua only drive them out, not kill them. Now, this seems inconsistent. However, when you understand the supernatural rationale for what God wanted Joshua to do, Things become more clear. It's fascinating to discover that the conquest actually began with the giants. Moses initially sent 12 spies into the land. They reported about the places they had visited and where they saw the giant Anakim. Ten of the 12 spies convinced the rest of the people they could not win against the Anakim. God judged Israel with 40 years of wandering. Notice that the giants were a focal point from the very beginning of the conquest effort. So that's really crucial for us uh, warriors. Not only does Yeshua praise the centurion, a warrior, for his faith and is astonished, and normally uh, everyone is astonished and amazed when he talks. That's the only time, the only place where he is astonished and amazed by a warrior enemy's faith. Uh, but also the 40 days, the 40 years in the desert happened because they would not do what they had said because they were intimidated. And this is something I say all the time. Uh, our enemies are neither giants nor geniuses. They're just failures with father wounds. And us Christians know who our father in heaven truly is. So we don't need to be afraid. That's what David did. It wasn't a hand sling. It was a uh, shepherd's sling, which is a handheld trebuchet. And Goliath even says, scripturally, why are you coming to me with your staff in your hand? Well, he's putting his staff and his leather sling together. And David's going, I'm not afraid of you. I've killed lions and bears and I can drop you too. And he does. And that is the, the concept of the resistance that I'm always talking about. So um, not trying to humiliate or embarrass um, uh, the writer there, trying to have an honest dialogue, but you need to study your Bible more openly and unsilo yourself. And that's what I mean when I say God is not religion. Uh, don't get wrapped up in Judaism, uh, certainly not Talmudism, Catholicism, Protestantism, uh, but study uh, Christology, study uh, the Christ. A uh, couple more truth hurts, 69 of delirious demeaning or discerning determined. Washington was a slave owner and a Freemason. And American history has been totally bastardized to brainwash the masses. Well, it has 
that is true to a degree. And when I lived in Old Town uh, Alexandria, when I was activated to run the DIA's Global Watch Center, I lived across from the uh, Washington Masonic Tower. And it is true that Washington was a slave owner. However, he freed his slaves. Everybody had slaves. Uh, my Inde people, the Apache, had slaves. The African tribal peoples had slaves. That's what they did. They enslaved each other. Certainly the Muslims uh, had slaves. Everybody had slaves. Washington freed his slaves. Uh, Martha Washington freed the slaves before uh, she died. John Adams had no slaves. Thomas Jefferson came back in, third president, had slaves. Uh, again, of course, uh, the Civil War was really fought to preserve the Union, but it came about to preserve the issue. The founders wanted to get rid of it. That's why it says life, liberty, and the pursuit of mm -hmm. happiness as opposed to property because it was taken out for slavery. So again, you got to unsilo yourself uh, here to understand that. He was a Freemason. Yes, that is true. He was mostly an honorary Freemason. Free Spanish is dark. Uh, you can look up Washington's letters where he goes, yeah, I'm aware of the evil of Freemasonry in Europe. I don't think it's reached uh, the Americas yet but I'm not an active member. It was just an honorary thing. That still doesn't excuse that he did it, uh, but that is the story behind that. Again, I'm always encouraging you, and I'm encouraged by the dialogues we're having here, uh, that it's a deeper dive. That's really good. I don't think many shows get to that level. Uh, C. Shiro on Delirious Dream Meaning or Discerning Determined. Jeffrey, thank you for your efforts to provide us your wisdom and intelligence expertise. We appreciate your many years of service to our nation. Uh, you're most welcome. I like that you use wisdom because wisdom is experiential as opposed to knowledge, which is intellectual. Uh, Chance 58 on delirious dreaming, uh, demeaning or discerning determined. Is it possible to show, do a show explaining the Silk Road? Uh, yeah, I will get to that. Um, that is a uh, good point. Uh, Bill Doe on delirious dreaming. A uh, de-Googled phone would be a great conversation. Well, we're going to have that today. Uh, uh, with the seal of Galileo and the new connective phone through the satellite. Uh, so that was perfectly timed. Um, but uh, just a couple things to get uh, to before that is big story here. Lab grown testicles created in male fertility breakthrough. So uh, us real men aren't needed at all anymore. They're going to lab grow them. And why are they going to do that? So they can program to do exactly what they want. And this is exactly what all this is about. This is what the seed wars are about. Uh, this is what the, the dragon with wrath with the woman and ward upon her genetic seed. Uh, that's what happens in uh, Revelation. That's what's happened in Gen um, Genesis. That's what happened with Noah when the entire world was corrupted via the DNA through the messenger RNA, it's what's exactly happening uh, now. And so in Ramat Gan, Israel, uh, scientists have successfully grown testicles in a dish. <laughs> so, uh, we, and they're saying, well, this will help solve male infertility. Well, I'm going to get to male infertility uh, in a moment here. Uh, but they're saying this closely mimics the structure and function of natural testicles. Notice the words mimic. Mimic is a... The technical term for evil, uh, because uh, Hashatan, Satan, Lucifer, mimics God. He cannot do what God can, but it mimics uh, it. Uh, and they are grown from sampled mouse testes. Perfect for today's uh, woke, wimp, nancy uh, male with small tubules. Uh, and they pr produce sperm. And they don't last that uh, uh, a real long time. They last a couple of days, but that's fine. Uh, that way uh, they can control the population. Mimicking male virility. Mimicking, again, note that term. It's important to understand that. And they're saying, oh, this provides researchers with the ready supply of biological materials to delve into intricate processes of male sex determination and sperm production. Well, what was Epstein about? Epstein was about spreading his seed while he was establishing uh, supporting work at Harvard because he had a chair at Harvard even after he was convicted of uh, pedophilia, uh, of putting little batteries in people. This is all connected. This is connected biblically from Genesis to Revelation to what's going on. You just have to put the pieces together and be open-minded uh, and not silo yourself uh, on Sunday church uh, alone. And they're calling these organoids, which remain viable uh, in culture for up to nine weeks, long enough for sperm generation after that, they don't need you anymore. Uh, so they want to get rid of uh, all real men. That is the plan. That is uh, the purpose. But there's another point to that too, 
And, you know, I'm working with a doctor, uh, Mion, unfortunately, uh, he's been sick, prayers out for uh, him. Uh, but he talks a lot about estrogenics. And so I used to yell at all my male students because they were such wimps. I'm always yelling at my guys. If you listen to my training, I'm always yelling, take guys take more responsibility. <clears throat> and I used to see, say the diet is simply move more than eat. Well, that's no longer true uh, because uh, our environment, our water, our foods, are uh, uh, the air is so poisoned uh, that it is changing us. And of course, male testosterone is way down. Uh, I've noticed that for years training. Uh, the guys coming to the dojo, they're much more wimpy. They're much more uh, feminized uh, than my generation. Uh, but part of that is true, the drop in testosterone, but also the the drop uh, in because of estrogenics. Uh, and I wanted to have Dr. Mihan on, and I'll probably try and get to Dr. Uh, Jay on, but take a look at this. Uh, brief clip and also look over his left shoulder and you'll see he's doing stuff for SOCOM there. He's got a SOCOM certificate uh, up there. So take a look uh, at uh, this. Medical school on the topic of cholesterol and sex hormones. And while I was researching sex hormones, I realized there's chemicals, man-made chemicals, artificial, not found in nature, that act like estrogen in your body. They act on the estrogen receptor. Oftentimes they block the testosterone receptor also. So they, they confuse your body in, in terms of your sex hormone levels. So it lowers your testosterone, lowers your free testosterone, it blocks binding the receptor, messes with your estrogen levels and your estrogen binding capacity and all, all kinds of different things related to sex hormones. And these chemicals, it's not just one thing. You know, there was kind of this big push regarding BPA about 10 years ago. Uh, and people started to recognize BPA is bad for your health. Most people didn't talk about why it's bad for their health, but the scientific studies are very clear that it was bad. But the reason it's bad is it acts like estrogen, but it's not just BPA. That's the problem. It goes way beyond that one chemical because there were scientists studying BPA and they were talking about how bad it was, but there were other scientists studying phthalates and talking about how bad those are. And those are other plastic chemicals. And they're studying other scientists studying fragrance chemicals like parabens and some of these other chemicals, sunscreen chemicals, oxybenzone. And they were talking about how bad those are. And I started to piece it all together, but they're, all of those chemicals are acting in the same way in our body. They're acting like estrogen and causing a lot of bad health outcomes because of that activity. And again, our ancestors were never exposed to those. Right. So you, you mentioned that. So that's always the thing I come back to is what it would have looked like a tribal diet, a natural diet uh, happening. I think that's real uh, important to always uh, look at. So we wouldn't be irradiated like we are. We wouldn't have all these chemicals that are happening. But even more so is they're pushing them all the time now. There's been certainly a huge, huge uptake uh, in this. Uh, and of course, uh, I have um, long supported uh, Dr. Anamalasia's work. Uh, and Greg Reese just did a really good, uh, concise report of putting all this together uh, in detail, uh, putting scripture with science, not scientism, but with science. So take a listen and look at this. Nanotechnology pesticide designed to kill the brown moth in the state of California was deployed and appears to have included the same sort of fluorescent invisible micro dye that we see in the scientific research. Dr. Hildegard Staninger tested individuals exposed to this nanotech pesticide and found that a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. Dr. Staninger called this the Eye of Horus effect due to its similar appearance and claimed it was due to the use of fluorescent thiocyanate in the pesticide, which according to the literature would have been used to track the effectiveness of the dispersal. The idea has been around for decades. The Institute for National Security Studies, Non-Lethal Weapons, Terms and References, published in 1997, discusses an invisible infrared dye which is visible under UV light so that rioters can be later identified. Justin Coy points out how the genetic code for luciferase, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature, is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, along with SV40, 
which could theoretically allow the luciferase to be written into the genetics of the recipient. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vax to glow under UV light. The TRACE Act, HR 6666, COVID-19 Testing, Research, and Contacting Everyone Act, was introduced in May of 2020. The bill authorizes the Centers for Disease Control to contact, trace, and monitor the population. In late 2020 and early 2021, people all over the world started noticing purple streetlights, which is the color of UV light. The quantum dot tattoo research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided a way of detecting whether or not a person was vaccinated by including fluorescent medical information in the vaccines. Invisible near-infrared tattoos that would imprint beneath the skin to later be read by customized smartphones. In the scientific literature on quantum dot research, these fluorescent medical information tattoos have a similar appearance to the faces of those infected by the vax under UV light. You may or may not believe in biblical prophecy, but it seems clear that the ones running this diabolical program are using it as their playbook. From Revelation 13, and the second beast required all people small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. But never forget. So uh, that's what I said the last time I did a Clay Clark speech is, you may not buy my interpretation, but the enemy is all in on it. It's clearly that this is their playbook and they are following it in detail, just like you're seeing what's happening uh, in Israel follows uh, Revelation. Uh, it's very, very clear. So the Rephaim reset there um, is the uh, through rape, uh, first eliminate real men, uh, and this GWAT last generation looks to me to be about the last real man generation. Uh, the testosterone's real, uh, real down. They're being eliminated. They're going to be replaced uh, with uh, sperm that can then be controlled, uh, slave and bred. That's the plan there. And the uh, engineered evil by the uh, estrogenics, <laughs> and that is actually uh, literal. Uh, so. Uh, take a look at this, is evil proteins, a force for good in estrogen receptor bre uh, breast cancer at the University of Arizona. I'm a graduate. That's where my bachelor's, my two bachelor's uh, are uh, from. Uh, and they're saying that they are doing uh, research uh, there. Uh, and they are calling this a uh, discovery that could have implications for ER-positive breast cancer has been made by Marco Padilla Rodriguez, a recent graduate of the U of A College of Medicine, Tucson's graduate program in molecular medicine. Padilla Rodriguez untangled some of the mysteries of a protein called EVL, pronounced evil. So along with the House Act of 666, Luciferis, can it get more obvious? I mean, I don't know how siloed you need to be. And of course, they're saying, well, we're going to do research for uh, breast control uh, for cancer control. But of course, the non-vaccine uh, bioweapon is creating turbo cancers. It's very clear that that's uh, what it's doing. Um, and so now you're seeing, as, as I do competitive intelligence, I'm seeing a lot of big pharma companies switching the, to oncological stuff because uh, they continue to still want to make money. So they create the problem and offer a solution. All you got to do is watch one of the big uh, pharma commercials um, and see uh, hey, you can't sleep, we'll take this, but it may kill you uh, or it may give you a stroke. Uh, so uh, even my kids are aware of that. Um, and the, the other point I want to make here uh, is that uh, patriot Christians are repeating the tragedy of the tribes. The tragedy of the tribes is they could not get their act together. Uh, if Cochise and Tecumseh had been able to get the tribes together, uh, we'd still be fighting in from the coasts. Uh, but there, a lot of division is happening. <clears throat> A lot of it's because there's monetization now. Uh, it's real unfortunate. Uh, give a lot of credit to Clay Clark for having almost, Kevin, everybody come, almost everybody. I think he's gotten rid of Juan Osavin now uh, and Scott McKay for um, anti-Semitism, as he well should. Uh, even will credit um, John Michael Chambers uh, for recruiting me to do that, although that effort has now failed. But as that section rises, 
Uh, we're seeing the same thing that's happened um, in the Christmonger plan is people are turning against each other. I urge you to avoid that, to Protestants not uh, reject Catholics, Catholics not reject Protestants, Christians don't reject Jews. We can work with Muslims too. Uh, we need to team up and neighbor up and follow the example uh, of uh, Yeshua. And the other thing is that uh, uh, the CISA, Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency, and FBI facilitated CONEC. I did a lot of stories on CONEC, followed it all the way through. FBI and CISA came in, Krebs made sure uh, that that was still running. And now Ray warns, hey, there's going to be cyber shutdowns because of the CCP. Uh, those nasty uh, Chinese are going to do it, just like those rascally Russians, when it's really completely <laughs> the uh, FBI and the CIA behind it all. And that brings up what happened um, uh, last night uh, and is a uh, perfect uh, segue into my guest, is last night there was a uh, nationwide outage of all the major uh, phone systems, uh, also followed by most of the carriers went down. Uh, now, Team America uh, uh, 6, uh, which is comms, jumped on that, got that out. We were tracking uh, all of that. Everything is mostly back up now. But also Team America Headquarters S2 Intelligence noted uh, that uh, there are uh, bank failures uh, happening as well. So to me, my assessment, this looks like, because <clears throat> I've seen this many times before, usually it happens on a Friday afternoon, uh, is systems go down and then they can uh, rob your uh, banks. It's been criminals in the past. Looks like it's going to be the government doing it uh, now. So <clears throat> uh, we have multiple redundant systems for resiliency in uh, Team America um, from uh, SATCOM. Uh, and I, well, sat phone, you don't have satcom, but again, I'm always talking about my Iridium phone with the satellite phone store with sat one, two, three, uh, uh, that wasn't, uh, in Marsat wasn't working. Iridium was working. Theria was working. I used to use both Iridium and Theria when I was deployed. Uh, but I also went to Galileo to put out and announce this, uh, sat text. I'm honored to have been asked to be a, a plank holder there. And that was receiving on the, uh, Bivy. Um, but I'm going to talk about another alternative today and all of that together with my special guest, the new CEO uh, of Galileo uh, and also a subject matter expert on the no uh, de-Googled uh, Connecta uh, phone, Brett Miller, former Marine. Brett, thanks for waiting and uh, welcome. Hey, thanks, Jeffrey. Wow, I got a lot of comments about what you said. I wonder if they can... Firstly, staple a set of those new testicles on some of the Congress members. Maybe they can start doing some work for us, get this country back in order. They got extra sets laying around. It's, but, it uh, is. Thanks for having me. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild, wild times. Wild times. Well, you're an old Marine and, you know, they fired the command sergeant major. And I think the commandant, they got rid of him, too. And they don't want any, any real yeah, money. They, they're getting rid of a lot of good people. It's sad yeah. to see. Um, yeah, I know you were, you're an army guy. My uncle is Lieutenant Colonel and he talks about it all the time. You know, I watch General Flynn, what he talks about, and you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good people that are watching the, watching it fall apart. Unfortunately, we spent a lot of good time. There's a lot of good members of the military. It's a shame to see it kind of being made fun of right now and, and being disassembled the way that it is. It seems intentional, but that's just my opinion. So I don't know. No, I think it's totally intentional. I think it's the Chinese unrestricted warfare policy executed by the Thousand Talents. And then uh, WEF jumps in there with the global cabal. Uh, it's espionage and inter infiltration and uh, sabotage interdiction. Uh, and, you know, that's my old uh, area. Um, but yeah. uh, I did jump on. I, I did jump on Galileo there today and send out about a half a dozen sat text and confirmed that because I wasn't sure what else was getting out to Team America. And you're the new CEO there. So tell us a little bit about that. I am. Thank you for doing that, sir. And I'm glad that, that it, it's working. Uh, I took it over recently. And uh, yeah, we make a lot of good changes. It has uh, always functioned as a way to communicate, mass communicate to satellite devices. So that's what Galileo was designed to do. Uh, I didn't create it. Like I said, I just took it over. Um, and that's what it does now. We're, uh, we're building an app. We're uh, getting some new uh, inform in 
new types of information on board. We're setting up some emergency response feeds so that we can involve both uh, cell phones and satellite devices. And we have a lot of great uh, influencers and people like yourself on there that uh, disseminate awesome information. And this is the whole point of it is for these emergency times, you know, when you need uh, a device, an alternative communication, maybe, you know, it's another cell phone or this connect a mobile phone that works through its own, you know, servers and, and uh, VPN holes, or if it's a satellite device, um, it was good. Good to see you this morning getting through, getting comms out through, uh, through our network at Galileo. So I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't know I was uh, even noticed there, but I guess they were happy. Oh, to you see were, it. yeah, internally and externally. A lot of people are we're very glad to see you on there, on top of it. And I mean, you know, to be honest, sir, I mean that's what we need right now, right? We need people that when uh, something goes down, they take responsibility. I'm I've been blessed recently in the last six months to get to meet a lot of people, such as yourself, like I said, and. Uh, you know, other people around just getting involved here in the communication world and realizing, you know, how important it is, how important communication is. I think we're all a little spoiled, right? Because it wasn't that long ago that we were like pioneers, right? If you couldn't see someone, you couldn't talk to them. And, you know, it's, it only takes one light switch for that to happen again, uh, unless you have a redundancy in your communication. And, you know, and, and, we have redundancies in everything. I drive around with a spare tire. I take extra water. You have more money in your bank account, more gas than you need to get to where you're going. Extra socks, extra sneakers, whatever. You know, bug. I mean, we bug backup gun. Yeah, backup gun. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, you have me reaching down. I was going for it. Sorry, you can't, <laughs> can't just call out those commands, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have we have backups and everything, right? So. You know, why wouldn't, but then when it comes to cell phones or communication, I would just say in general, most people have only one cell phone and that typically their Wi-Fi and their cell comes from the same provider. What we saw this morning was a clear example of, hey, if one company goes down or your company goes, uh, you know, second company, the company, your provider goes down, how are you going to talk to your family? How are you going to talk to your friends? You know, how are you going to get the word out? What if there was an emergency and you needed to get somewhere or get to somebody? So. You know, I mean, it was it was a dry run, so to speak, I guess, you know, for for us internally. And but for the nation, it should be a huge wake up call that backing up your communication with, you know, a, a secondary phone, connect to mobile or getting on an app like Galileo that allows you to communicate via satellite devices. You know, maybe getting yourself a satellite device at the same time. I highly recommend that, too. Um, you know, this was the wake up call. It's time. You know, the media is talking about stuff's happening. All these big honchos, multi-billionaire people are talking about something's going to happen. The cyber attack is going to crush you. Like, you know, they just keep saying it. Maybe it's time to just listen to them and take them at their word. And I think this morning, all of America should uh, really have a glass of cold water splashed on their face with what happened and start paying attention. So... Yeah, well said. So yeah, and I'm on I'm on Galileo. So you can get there at Galileo.com, right? That's where people yep. can sign up. That's it. Yeah, Galileo.com. We work with all the great uh, satellite devices out there, the Bivies. We work with the Iridium phones, uh, Zolio. We work, uh, you know, uh, Connected Mobile. All these new Connected phones are going to have the Galileo app. It's going to come with them now. Uh, we can put it out there for them. So uh, um, yeah, Galileo.com. Come sign up. We've got a lot of great deals. We're working with the satellite phone store and getting a lot of great uh, deals with satellite devices and services as, as low as possible, as, as inexpensive as possible for all the users. But uh, um, I, yeah, let me know when that app comes out. I want to talk about that uh, again. Yeah, 100%. I'm excited about that. It's a, We're going to deliver a lot of uh, free information on there, uh, as much information as we can. It's all about communication. You know, you you brought a, you know, you, you do a lot of things. I've, I've been reading the Bible uh, only, admittedly, this last two years, or it's about two and a half years. It was gifted to me. Before that, I lived in Los Angeles, so I was like just surrounded by sin. <laughs> I didn't participate. I never sold my soul. I will tell you that. I can say that with a straight face. I never sold anything else on me either for anything, but I was certainly surrounded by it. But you know, I started reading the Bible, and one of the things you said, you know, or one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately with this communication is that in the beginning there was the word right and the word was with god and then in the beginning god spoke and he spoke everything and then when god got mad at like nimrod 
and he he uh, dispersed their ability to communicate. He got rid of their ability to communicate, you know, uh, with the Tower of Babel and everything. So our ability to communicate to me is divine, right? It's it's from the beginning. It's been given to you. It's this gift, and it's you know, it's how you express your love for your family. It's how you express camaraderie. It's how you save people in emergencies. It's how you communicate just generally, right? Information. It's how we've gotten to the point we have as a society is being able to talk about, you know, differences and work things out and then communicate on building things and creating these, these infrastructures that we have. But the communication to me is divine. It's, and anybody that tries to take away your ability to communicate is trying to take away something that was given to you, not by them, but by God himself. So you know, communication is key. That's just what, you know, so be able wow. to always communicate with the ones you love. That's just what I would say. So you're quite eloquent. That's, that's, that's <laughs> really cool. Well, don't wow. tell anyone. You'll ruin my reputation. <laughs> uh, well, so the the, the Galileo uh, Satex is a good option. The yes. uh, the Sat Phone, of course, uh, at Satellite Phone Store, Sat One Two Three. The Iridium. I love this new Iridium. Absolutely. Much better than the. Then the Inmarsat works uh, much better. I love all the attachment, the earpieces uh, that come with it. Uh, it's much more uh, operationally uh, friendly, uh, but that's kind of expensive too. Um, but now let's go to talking about this latest product that's just coming out. And I just got the briefing the other day, and I've got that now, and that's the Connecta. So it's a mobile. That's it. Uh, right here with you. Motorola uh, cell with an Android. Um, uh, internal working system. Um, and I got the brief, but I'm kind of a dinosaur. Uh, but this is much cheaper. Uh, and uh, it looks a lot like uh, signal, no comms are secure, but this is probably the next best thing. Uh, so uh, let's talk about that because it's perfect timing with the, uh, with everything going down and everybody being uh, scared. Uh, people were even saying it was the end of the world. It's certainly not the end of the world. It's just, going to back to communicate the way we were, but uh, right. let's run through uh, talking about uh, Connecta. Sure. Yeah. So, Oh, good. You pulled the website up there. Yeah. Connecta mobile. Uh, so we are data. This is, this is data protection, protecting your data, protecting your information. Uh, the phone itself is encrypted. So if someone were to try to scan your phone, similarly to like, you know, they would scan your wallet or something. Uh they would get back nothing. No, you know, when people do scan your phones, they, they'll take everything, you know, how, how much bank information, how many emails, how many personal pictures, how many addresses and, and messages to loved ones or names do you have on your phone, right? So firstly, first and foremost, the phone itself is protected. So that is just step one, you know, and so you don't have to put your phone in a Faraday cage. It, it acts as a Faraday cage, the phone itself. Wow. Uh, okay. Secondly, That's yes. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, so just like you said, you know, uh, in-app privacy is the app that uh, it's our our app. We have our own servers. We use VPNs. Uh, it's a pretty much a comprehensive security solution. If I, you know, not to try to put too many words in there, but um, it just it's designed to be fully encrypted. Your phone calls, uh, app to app, your messages, app to app, your pictures, your search browser. You know, any information you keep on there, um, it is yours. You know, we don't, we can't look at it the way that the, the encryption works is, it was explained to me, I, I like the explanation. It was like, all right, you take one piece of information, you send it through, it just blows up into a billion different pieces, goes through a wormhole through the VPN, and then just because the person on the other end, only their phone knows what to look for and to grab those billion pieces and put them back together and then deliver your message to you. So I really liked that explanation. I think it made it simple enough uh, for even me to understand, but it's data protection, you know, to the utmost ex, uh, extent as we can. And it's affordable. You know, our basic program, you get a free phone, $35 a month. That's it. It's unlimited. Uh, data, text, messaging. Um, there are data speed levels. Then it, it, the, we have different plans that go 35, 45 and upwards from there. And that just includes some of the different features, some of the different VPN features. It includes some of the faster data speeds, things like that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, a free phone for $35 a month. I mean, and it's encrypted. It's just, it speaks for itself and it's a backup. It's a, you know, it's a secondary, you know, maybe a sad phone is your tertiary, you know, maybe your sad phone's your secondary. You need this one because you don't like the idea of someone spying on what you're saying to your parents, or you have confidential work information that you need to send to your team and you don't want it to get, you know, picked up or taken by a, a competitor or something. So, you know, everybody has, oh, it's very user-friendly. I just like to say that, you know, it's very easy. It looks like every other phone. It functions like every other phone. Um, it's just yours and private. Um, you know, this is, last year, Congress got themselves all satellite phones and they got themselves all encrypted phones. Now, I've heard stories of phones being smashed by hammers in D.C. I don't know if that's true or not. I think, you know, I hear all these different crazy things, but, uh, you know, our leaders are backing themselves up uh, with their data through encrypted devices like Connect the Mobile, through satellite devices to have a backup device, through satellite phone store, through applications that they use internally, similar to Galileo. We just offer it to the public. Um, you know, every everybody in charge is backing themselves up. Um, so it's time for everybody to back themselves up. And to protect your data, you need to connect a mobile phone. It's the only... It's the only phone out there that does what it does. And uh, yeah, so we're really proud to, to launch this phone and uh, to, to get it out there for everybody to have. And just everyone needs to think about security. So security is key, whether it's your so, Yeah, we were, just working, we were just working yeah. on, uh, my S2 uh, is just working on uh, de-Googled uh, phones. Uh, and yeah. we also call them uh, burner phones, although that's a slightly different <laughs> thing. But I guess I, mean, I may saying, have called it a drop lobby phone once at one time in the past or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. A couple names so, for them, but yeah. So here it looks like you can you may be able to use your own phone uh, as well. Is that do I have that right? It's saying here checking your eligibility. I see if you're. Uh, I think it, it'll depend on your device. Um, that is going to go to my developers to make sure. I don't want to just generally answer that question uh, across the board because it's it doesn't apply to every device. But yeah, you can uh, contact our, our developers. You can contact our, our customer service right there. They'll be able to walk you through. And if it doesn't, I mean, you get the phone free anyway. So it's, it's coming to you. I'll send you. It comes in a slick box. Looks pretty. Functions. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, Mine came with the uh, SIM card already in place. Uh, yep. I got a, a briefing the other day with your Aramaic speaking expert. It's real cool. Works real uh, well. What I yeah. understood is it's you've got to be inside the uh, privacy uh, container yeah, secure. Sure. As opposed to the rest of it is not. Everything you do inside there uh, is secure, and it's also got to go to another connective phone. Do I have that right? So, yeah, it, it's an internal device. There's actually two functions on the phone. There's a, a general business life or personal mode, and then there's a work mode. And what it does is it any applications that you will put into that mode, uh, well, not any, let me say not any, because a lot of applications actually, they, they purposely spy on you and take your data. As soon as you log in, everything right. new on your phone is downloaded and taken, everything, pictures and all. They don't tell you that, but it's happening. Um, so yeah, so, uh, but there's a work mode in here and in the work mode, the our apps, our internal apps, and some of the apps that your browsers searching search apps, some of those will uh, they they work in the privacy mode and the encrypted mode in that work setting. Um, and then yeah, the privacy from phone to phone that's one hundred percent encrypted. That's where it, what I was saying, where it breaks up the message, and and then the privacy app on the other end would read it. So yeah, you have to be in the network in order to be encrypted. But that's because we have our own servers. You know, we have our own uh, VPNs. We have our own encryption that we don't even read, you know, so we're not even reading your messages. They're yours. They're solely yours. Um, if you go to an outside provider from an inside, from our inside app, then yeah, that outside provider is your loose end, right? Like they are going to take all the information because that's what they're in the business of data. Um, right. but yeah, yeah, if you're in our network, connect a mobile network and you're using the privacy app to app, that's it. It's yours. It's secret. Mum's the word, so they say. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. And those are, uh, you know, very reasonable prices. But what's the, so um, I guess the issue though is, you know, how many people got that or, or are there um, metrics on how this is moving? Uh, yeah, so it, it's fairly new, uh, but we're we're moving. It's a big, it's a hot ticket. You know, uh, if you just kind of pay attention to what's going on on these social medias and the, you know, mainstream media is even talking about it, like this app stealing your information and this app stealing your information and this person, you know, and all of our data is out there. Um, everybody is concerned about, about what they're saying, who they're saying it to and who's listening. And I would say that that's kind of the point of some of the harassment that's going on or some of the scrutiny that some people are, are going through, uh, that may be more outspoken than others. And the point is to keep the masses quiet, right. Or scared. So there is a big, big call for having your information safe and secure and only yours. So yeah, we're, we're new, but we are on the move. And, um, and we have some cool features that we're coming out with too. We're working on a way to put, you know, to build the satellite device into this similar to, I don't know if you're you're tracking, but like T-Mobile is working with Starlink right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so and Google is working with AT&T and a company, I think ASG is the name of the company, and they're they're looking to do a similar type thing to, to launch this low orbiting satellites um, so they can, you know, that's what T-Mobile is trying to do with Starlink is build this all-in-one phone, right? That's the whole idea, two years out. It runs two years out from the all-in-one phone. But it's basically, you know, the a, a Wi-Fi cellular phone that has satellite capability built in. Right now, the hardware is the part that's the challenge. It's too large the hardware. That's why, you know, your satellite phone is so big and clunky. It reminds you of an old cell phone. Um, but everyone's working in that, that direction. And we are too. We have our own uh, dev teams that are putting pieces together and are, are working on some really cool things that I can't really say right now because they're not ready, but um, yeah, good things ahead. Good things ahead. That's pretty cool. And so um you know, you mentioned Starlink, and of course that ties into uh, Musk. And again, sure. it goes back to Musk being not a good guy. Uh, uh, in fact, I think I had another note here from another listener I didn't get to. In fact, yeah, uh, Elon Musk is a technocrat, follows in his grandfather's uh, footsteps. Technocra technocracy is the methodology for the WEF slaver goals. He grew up in South Africa. Um, he said he was for free speech. He bought Twitter, but now he's a now he um, enforces a policy of speech within reach. And so all, all of that is true, uh, again, uh, but again, you can ally with people. Just like I say, everybody, that uh, Putin and Russia are our allies. It's not that they're good guys. Putin is an ex-KGB guy who said there are no ex-KGB guys, uh, but he is against Biden and Obama. Uh, and the deep state. Uh, Obama went in 2005 in Ukraine to establish the biolabs. Uh, so we can ally with them at times. The same thing uh, with aspects uh, uh, of Musk, although Musk is, is uh, certainly um, global, and I agree with that. And also by the note here from This is Infinity 2 on Delirious Dreaming, um, James Grunvig's program showed uh, an overlap of... Um, the state of mind possible, most high, Luciferian, Malachian. Uh, yes, J James Gronvik, old friend, reached out to me, showed me that, and he was trying to, I, it seemed like he was trying to say uh, that the Luciferians aren't quite as bad as the Malachians because they're not sacrificing children. Wrong answer. They're all evil. Uh, they're all together. They are legion. Um, and now I haven't seen that one. Uh, but I did talk to James about it, um, uh, texted with James about it, and that's my uh, take on that. Uh, but we have to ally with who we can with uh, uh, at different times. And that's a pretty uh, significant um, coverage map. Uh, is there – so, you know, a lot of us like Signal and Proton. Is there any uh, connection uh, with with um, Signal developers or anything like that? Or No. Uh, you know, Proton – I'm a fan of Proton. I have no real, no connection to Proton. Signal, I was a fan of Signal, but I mean, there's a lot of information that's been released that Signal is not secure anyway. So 
that's the pretty much common knowledge now. Uh, yeah. Signal is no longer a safe platform. They've been, you know, the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, they all have access to everything in there. It just comes down to like, you know, I guess legally, what can they use in a court of law? But I mean, we're seeing that the court of laws are kind of falling apart right now. No matter what your personal opinion is on somebody, the law has to function a certain manner for all of us. Um, and I, if I could just go back to what you were saying about Twitter, I, you know, I was a big fan of Elon Musk when I was younger. I, you know, I liked Nikola Tesla because I liked the idea of free energy way back in the day. I, was, I went down that rabbit hole. I thought that was super cool. Um, and then I liked the idea of solar power and electric cars. You know, who killed the electric car? I remember that documentary way back in like the 90s. And then there was the guy that was building like the solar powered roads with his wife that you could basically pave the entire country with these solar panels if you put them over top of every road. And then it would have enough energy to like, you could power the entire world. And then like, you know, somebody bought this technology and he was all happy. And then they tried to kill him or something. <laughs> I think it was just some crazy story back, you know, so I, I went down these rabbit holes and was like looking at all this different tech. So I was a big fan of Elon. My fear right now with that is that, you know, I mean, he's, he, I, I want, I want to hear Elon say that he loves Jesus Christ. Because then we'll all know he's not a Satanist anymore and we can all rest assured. And then it's not up to us anymore. It's up to God and Jesus, you know, if they believe him and if he says it. But I want to hear him say it because that'll go a long way. And, you know, one of the other things, though, that's kind of, I mean, it, it, I mean, who bought Twitter? I mean, where'd the money come from? The DOD, it didn't really come from Elon, right? That's on paper, too. We all know that. So that's a fact. And then it's like he told you that the FBI's on there monitoring it, but he never told you that they stopped. My guess is they probably didn't. And now, like, you know, Jack Smith's calling for, for mm. you know, lists of people that just liked tweets or that shared tweets from years ago. I mean, all of it just seems like very Orwellian and not well, okay. And, and un go ahead. Yeah. What I say is Twitter is not a social media platform like TikTok. It's an intelligence platform. It does two things. It collects intelligence, mostly behavior patterns, although there is data mining of keywords. Uh, and it's also an influence uh, operation. Uh, now, yeah, well, it, it can be turned. Ahead. I always like to say to turn the Claymore like the VC sappers did in <laughs> Vietnam on our defenses. Oh, we yeah. can turn the Claymore, but don't be any under illusions that um, Elon's a good guy or or Twitter is just, or TikTok for that matter. TikTok in China uh, has all kinds of philosophy and math and science in America. It's all twerking and uh, Yeah, sex. I saw it. I did uh, see a report on that too. I agree with you. I mean, the Twitter thing is, you know, and then it's like, then you have to wonder, well, they're bringing all these free speech people on and all these other companies are leaving. And that begs the question as to why. Is it all, you know, if it's still kind of a machine, what are the intentions? I don't know. My, my point is I like redundancies and safeties and other things. That's why, you know, working with Galileo, working with Connected Mobile, working on satellite, you know, um, just finding other alternatives. I'm not saying don't use Twitter. We're on Twitter. We, I like it or whatever they call it now, X, whatever. But I uh, maybe just don't rely solely on it. Right. Again, have another backup, have another form of communication where, or even just information, another source, you know, that, you know, maybe is a little different than the one that everyone's using with all, there's all. No, I'm broadcasting right now to X, to Facebook, to Cloud Hub. Uh, and oh, of course, from I've, I've been thrown <laughs> off you know, YouTube many times long ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but no, I think the, the redundancy and resiliency, and I'm also really reassured that a veteran uh, is in there uh, running that uh, now. Uh, I always prefer to work with uh, veterans. I just think that they are more serious uh, than civilians. There's a certain ethic uh, of a selfless service, um, what you're willing to fight, kill, and die for. Uh, so I'm really glad to see that and excited to see uh, those changes uh, too. So the so uh, the when I got the brief the other day. Um, the privacy suite is that's the key to the to the connect phone that makes 
all the difference, uh, right? It that is, is yep. That's the container that gives end-to-end -end encryption, and it's just a pass-through. So your servers, I'm sure your servers are secretly located, but you you guys own those. We own them in our possession somewhere, backed up somewhere else. Um, but yeah, just like you said, the privacy, that's the in-app messaging, that's the phone call, that's the, the privacy data, everything in there is yours. And then, you know, the device encryption itself, like I said, the whole device. So the the uh, adoptive authentication is it's not quite like a regular VPN. Uh, it's more like a mesh network. Do I have that right or do I not understand that? Yeah, yeah, it's it's dynamic. That's how we like to explain it. Um, it does a lot of it does a lot of the things that our users. Uh, this phone came about from inquiries from users of other devices uh, through satellite phone store and connected itself. So this uh, the authentication, the way that it does that, the way that it adapts. That's the method. It is the mesh. It's it's doing its encryption um, continuously, but you know as it goes along. So yeah, that's really the. The key to all of it is this, you know, dynamic adjustments that it makes uh, as it encrypts. So that's what keeps everything yours and not so everybody those, else's. Those are the variations that keep uh, happening, which is what the AI yep. and cold fusion computing is trying to. Um, uh, that's the enemy of that, as I understand it. Um, OK, yeah, well, it's constant battle, you know, but we're always we're battling. We're fighting the good fight, too. You know, so, uh, you know, always trying to stay ahead of it. And, you know, there's always going to be people trying to collect and get into other people's data. That's just, that's been the way. So. Well, let me, uh, let me take a look and see if there's questions for anybody uh, here. Um, so if Twitter is an Intel platform and Elon controls it, what does that make Elon? Uh, Elon is an asset. Uh, he's an intelligence asset of uh, the deep state and the global cabal. Um, he's not the genius that everybody thinks he is. I don't think that's uh, uh, my take uh, anyway. Um, yep, not seeing a lot of. I always uh, liked Elon. Man. I really liked. Him. <laughs> I always thought he was great. <laughs> you know, but I guess there is something. Uh, there's some kind of YouTube thing where somebody's asking him if he's a Christian or not, and I think he kind of hems and haws. Well, Hi, Jeff. Sear 63. Hi, Jeff. You look nice today. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, thanks. I kind of look like I mean, I, I was going to say something, but I didn't want to make it awkward. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Well, I don't see a lot of uh, questions um, uh, on that today. Maybe it's uh, slower. Uh, um, so, what'd you do in the Marine Corps? And then, how'd you end up getting into this? Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> Uh, what a bit? Uh, yeah, I was a 0311 cross train 41. Uh, so I was a, a infantry guy and then ran a mortar team. Uh, I served through uh, Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. I, I did. I, I was a even though I was a grunt, I served with combat, but I did not see combat. But what I did see was the effects of it. I got injured actually and went had to go back and get a bunch of surgeries really early on deployment and then. What I did see was the effects of it on my friends and my buddies and their families. And, you know, I saw a lot of great things. I love my Marines. I love the, all the service members. I mean, I, you know, I got out, moved to L.A., started you know, working in, in production and entertainment and getting involved in business and doing some consulting on some alternative businesses. And, and uh, yeah, I was involved heavily in the the veterans out there and did a lot of um, a lot of film type stuff, a lot of production stuff, a lot of commercial type things. And uh, like I said, some business stuff. So I invented a couple products. I was always looking for like edgy new things. I was always into the edgy new stuff. Um, yeah. And then long short did 17 years in there and then COVID came along and kind of shut down everything. And my, so my father who was, uh, living with cancer at the time, started dying from cancer. So I decided to go back and help him and I sold everything and got on a plane and he passed away 15 minutes before my flight landed. So I was like, well, I don't know what to do. So I ended up uh, getting involved, watching videos, watching people like yourself, watching people like Clay Clark, watching, uh, you know, some, a little bit of Alex Jones and just being like, well, you know, I knew some of the things from like, 
back in my days when I served, you know, like what was actually going on versus what they were telling us, telling you was going on. So I knew there were contradictions and stories, but you know, with everything going on COVID wise, this was just one big contradiction. And I just didn't understand why it came so aggressively, you know, and, and I mean, just came aggressively. So anyway, I started watching everything and then uh, I was gifted a Bible. I started reading the Bible and then I saw Edward Dowd, on a podcast say that he prayed for a voice and I was like, ah, oh, I could do that. That sounds like a good idea. I was an, I was an LA guy. So I did that. And like the next day I got this phone call uh, from a guy named Clay Clark and he invited me to an event because I had been texting him some conspiracy stuff. And then uh, I met the owner of this company as I was pitching this idea for this satellite application to Michael Yan and Ivan Reichman. Uh, who I just had met. I didn't even know them. I was pitching this idea to him. And the owner of the company, uh, Tina, came and sat down and was listening to me say this thing across the table. And Michael's like, that's a great idea. We should do that. And she's like, hey. I know everybody you've just mentioned. I know all Yeah, of right. Oh, I just can I name drop everybody? I just say, I just no, say everybody. Those are all great folk. You know, those well, and I all- didn't know anybody. To be honest, I knew nobody, none of them. I literally that's, was just watching stuff. That's one of the watching. great things about Clay. I love about Clay. He just called you up and that's, you know. That's yeah, awesome. he did. I mean, I had been probably too many text messages just sending him stuff because he gave his phone number out like a idiot but <laughs> no it was great it was, he's, he's amazing he's an amazing person and, and yeah and his whole group his whole team and everybody you know and i've just been continually meeting people since then so yeah i got i uh, talked through got into this position and started with the company and we've been making changes ever since and i'm just getting every day another opportunity to meet someone you know someone cool someone like yourself someone who i watched and now i get to talk to and Someone who has some amazing things to do, has amazing things to say and lessons yeah, I, that I, need to be learned right now by others. Uh, I so. met Ivan at the first reawaken when I spoke. He didn't speak there, and now I see him on Alex Jones. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was funny. He was like, I, I won't say what he said, but he, he leaned over and said something about J6 to me, and it just made me laugh. But I mean, look, there's so many great people out there that just are trying to help people. I mean, I don't see these bad intentions, this negativity that everyone's being accused of. I don't see this hatefulness or misogyny or racist racism or I don't I don't see it when I talk with these people. I don't see it when they when they speak to groups. I don't see it in the things that they post. It's really just good people trying to save this great country It's a great country. We have our problems, but this is an amazing place filled with awesome people. And look at all the cool stuff, you know, the country has done over the last hundred years. It has problems. I get it. I'm like, I totally get it. We're not without flaw. I think a lot of the problems stem probably somewhere around D.C. But the people as a whole are a good group of people, mostly, right? There's always a bad apple. But, I mean, there's just good people trying to keep this great place together. Because you look around the world, there's no other place as cool as America. That's yeah, that's that, that's the cool thing you learn when you deploy. You're like, wow, really, uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, and I don't blame people for wanting to come here. Come here and make a better life. Absolutely, I think 100. percent We should let everybody that wants to come and participate and pay taxes. Or I don't know. I got a whole thing about taxes. We can talk about that all another time. But um, yeah, you know, but. We got to function as a country. Conversation. That's the corporate. Exactly. Get out of that. Not on Twitter. No. Well, cool. uh, Well, that. Well, that's great. Well, um, that's the story. That is uh, great. So uh, I definitely want to have you back to talk about the Galileo app, to talk about uh, advancements uh, with Connecta, and I'm really glad uh, that you are. I love it seeing veterans come in and and do more. I'm just seeing that uh, all over the place. So that's yeah. really uh, great. Um, Me too. Um, and then thank you for everything you do, everything you say. Your your not your unwillingness to back down despite everything. You know, it, it means a lot to everybody, and it means I know it means a lot to God because that's just what He wants people to do right now is just talk. So just thank you for all you do, and I appreciate having a conversation with you. And I'll be happy to come back anytime. But uh, all right, yeah. Right back at you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thank you.
All right. Okay, so uh, that's Brett Miller, new CEO uh, of Galileo.com, also working on the connective phone through the satellite phone store, sat123.com, former Marine, great guy. We were talking before the show, uh, laughing. I always like uh, working uh, with veterans. Um, and we were just working, and we are working still through Team America. My S2 is putting together some D Google phones. We'll still do that, and we'll still have those available at the Great American uh, Meetup. Um, but this is another uh, option uh, and uh, ability for all that. Uh, and you want to have, uh, like, like I said, a bug, a backup gun. Uh, you always want to have, because one is none and two is one. Uh, that's real important uh, to have. So I hope all that made sense today. And again, uh, for the gentleman who was uh, worried about me being a Christian kook, I'm not, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. You know, your email was, your text was very respectful. And so I just was showing you um, the reference. I don't just throw stuff out there that aren't referenced. A great reference uh, for that Nephilim is The Unseen Realm, the book. If you don't have time to read the book, uh, the movie, you can always jump into our chaplaincy, ChristChaplaincy.com. We cover a lot of that stuff, spiritual warfare. We really work on the protocols of how to be a follower of Yeshua, not just spreading the good news as an apostle, but to be a disciple, a deep dive student. And those protocols I'm always talking about, how do you get out of the seduction of evil process? Well, you follow the sanctification process. Um, and so what, what does that involve? That's why the Didache, the handbook of the training of the 12 apostles in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ is so important. It's training, not teaching. Teaching is here it is. Training is now do it and make it work. And that's a whole different story. That's uh, much more uh, difficult. So perfect timing uh, for the uh, show today. And um, I'm really heartened by the dialogue we are having, these deep um, spiritual conversations. Uh, where, <laughs> But please, Protestants who us want to go, Catholics are not Christians. Stop calling them that. You don't need to... <laughs> You don't need to text me. I'm not interested. Catholics who want to yell at Protestants, I, you're not. In, I'm. Uh, I'm not interested in that either. Talmud uh, is evil. Torah is law. Yeshua came to fulfill uh, Torah. Uh, if you don't know, that's uh, Old Testament. But to have these deep conversations, certainly willing to do that. And I don't know everything, and I'm very open to learning. You will see me when I make a mistake, confess and apologize and ask forgiveness. I've done that multiple times on the air. I'll continue to do that to the best of my ability. I'm a great teacher because I know how to be a great student and I've been doing this a long time. So remember, we don't always win, but we always learn more in defeat than in victory. But winning is difficult, demanding and always expensive in blood and treasure. We can win and we will win if we commit because the most committed wins in the end. So define what you are willing to fight, kill, and die for. We are behind enemy lines in our own country against our own government. The faithful versus the fakes and the false. Reset versus resistance. Parents versus pedos. God is not with us, but we are with God. Tyrants always fall. Tyranny always fails. Graphene is not in our DNA. But freedom is. But freedom is never, ever given. It is earned. It is fought for. It is won. It is taken. So take it.